Listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, answer some great questions for our community members, and then say goodbye. So, Chris, how's the last two weeks? Been okay. Well, we just had we had a <laughs> we had a mailbag episode last week, so it wasn't like we had a big break from just the casual talk. But yeah, I was planning on an interview for this week, but uh they're a little difficult to, to, to I guess, get in same line with in order to, to actually have a talk. So maybe maybe the following week or something. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I do know that we talk a lot about um, risque stuff, like etchy stuff. So maybe maybe they're they're finding it difficult to, to convince themselves to talk to us, right? Because <laughs> it's a joke, by the way. <laughs> That it hints at what we're, who we're going to be talking to that they actually don't care. They would prefer that, um, but no, um, yeah, that was that was the plan. But unfortunately, it didn't. We didn't get a time scheduled between the two of us. So uh, there's a there's a time zone difference there that makes things a little difficult. So we'll see, we'll see. But it's going to be a fun discussion. I think it's going to be a really relevant to current time. Hopefully, that's that's the reason why I want to get done sooner rather than later is because it's more relevant now than then later so we'll see we'll see but yeah fun fun last couple weeks though we had a fun mailbag last week a lot of great questions um hopefully we can get to some more today Uh, one specifically somebody yelled at me on twitter for not (laughs) answering their question fast enough i think it got lost in the in the contact us uh method through the website but we'll we'll see if we can get that one done soon but yeah, pretty pretty decent week. Not not some crazy news. There's a, there's a couple bits of news that are really significant, but nothing really super crazy. But still, some stuff relevant to go through. So hopefully, you guys enjoy all this stuff that we'll go through and then wrap things up. But now, Genshin Impact, the, the new patch is coming up, so I'm sort of excited. <laughs> the introduction of Dendro. So hopefully, that'll be a a nice spruce for the game. But as per usual, I don't think they care much about in game, so it's probably just going to be a the the same old game, just another area, more lush I'm, stuff. I'm excited about it. The only problem is is that I just just I mean I I got a kick out of it uh, when I did the last um, uh, 
summon and I went ahead and got the the character Andrew. Andrew says, "You're not even playing it anymore." It's not that I I don't want to play it. I just can't. <laughs> don't want. Oh well, yeah. This is the, the time consumption there. Yeah. But I thought about making a YouTube video that just me ranting about what they need to fix in the game. I know I don't know if people get mad at like, oh, you do anime, don't do video games. But it's like it's, it's an anime game. But I just kind of had this desire to make like a big long like these are like the ten things that Genshin Impact needs to fix now. I mean, obviously things like you know the. If you're new to the game and you get a new character, you have to wait, like, <laughs> 80 hours worth of gameplay just to get to the bosses that you need in order to level up the character. Stuff like that, but also the things like skips and all that kind of stuff that really need to be fixed now. And, yeah, technically in-game sucks for the game. But, I don't know, I, th- I thought about, like, some ways that they can help their co-op. Like, one thing that I had in mind was, like, if if you're co-oping in the open world... You can have, like, random encounters with, like, groups of tough mobs that would just be out in the field. And if you defeat them, you'll get, like, I don't know, a primo gem. Like, something to make it worth hanging out with somebody in their game. Like, ten primo gems a day that you can get just by walking around the world and killing random mobs. Yeah. I would encourage you to go to other people's worlds and help them with their exploration and stuff. Don't make it so punishing. Anyways. <laughs> I've been trying to get uh, reacquainted with Bleach. I, w- I didn't want to say caught up, but reacquainted with Bleach. So I've been reading through that, and I ran into a 100-chapter limit on <laughs> his Viz account. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it until after I talked to him about it. I was like, what? wait, it's, it's telling me there's like a 100-chapter limit for a day? He's like, yeah. I was like, and then I didn't think about it until later. I'm like, oh, I hope you weren't reading anything <laughs> because you're not going to be able to read anything for the day. <laughs> No, I, I, I've had that account going, but I, I, as much as I want to start digging into it, I just, again, time. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got, I busted through like a hundred, well, I did bust through a hundred chapters yesterday of Bleach and I'm like into the, the whole, um, Hosmundo thing. Is it Hosmundo? The Iron Cars. Hucho Mundo. Like that. Yeah, Hucho Mundo. Um, into that, just started that arc. That's why I'm, it's not <laughs> completely fresh in my mind. <laughs> But no, I was I was telling Chris, I'm like, I'm I'm reminded why I liked Bleach so much back in the day. It was like because Ichigo is a cool character like he when he's in around that time when Bleach was coming out, we obviously had a lot of different sh- uh, shonens and stuff like that. But it was like, you know, Goku, who was just a dumb um, fight geek. He just wanted to fight all the time and always fighting, and always training and stuff like that. Ichigo's like a normal dude. And when he gets into a fight, he's like. He's focused. Like he doesn't. Yeah, he'll he'll do a goofy thing here and there. There'll, there'll be a goofy shtick here and there. But for the most part, he's just he's focused on this is my target, and he's very he's very serious about it. It's not. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel cheesy. He he doesn't feel overpowered. He doesn't feel cheesy. He doesn't feel um, overly goofy. He just he's so focused. Like he's he's just I want to kick this thing's butt I because wanna, it's, I want to I have something friends. to say. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's so simple. Well, and yet at the same time, I really like it. The I I think that we kind of dug into this in um when we did the shonen uh breaking down shonens and stuff like that or epics or something like that and and I it was one of those things that we kept uh, I remember that it seemed like when we were doing the actual discussion Bleach came up a a lot as the the one that did the formula right um. I mean, we've we we would talk about Goku in general, or 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 fairy tale, or something like that. But Bleach was the one that for n- take away the side of okay, them dragging it out too long later. The fact that they actually pulled off the formula 
really well, giving giving Ichigo a a solid um, uh, drive, giving uh, doing the the factions properly, doing the um, reveals well, all those things, formula wise, that one pulled it off well, by I think far. The, I think the key, the key thing there is though that is that when I think about you know Dragon Ball and Naruto and all these other shows, I immediately think who's my favorite characters, and it's always side characters. Whereas Bleach is like, I actually like Ichigo. Like, with all the other ones, Naruto... <laughs> Naruto's an idiot, and I hate him to death. Like, I hated Naruto from the very beginning. Um, with something like Dragon Ball, I got sick of Goku pretty darn quick. I don't know, it wasn't wasn't quick, but... I don't know, about halfway through the series, I just at some point realized that Goku's technically the bad guy. Like, he is the reason why they keep getting into these really pressing issues. is because he can't stop fighting. And he's always into fights, and he's always challenging somebody, and he's causing problems in the end. Well, one of my favorite characters of all time is uh, is Vegeta from uh, Dragon Ball Z. So, I mean, and he's quote unquote the uh, the main villain in one of the, at least one or two of the arcs. Yeah, he, he's he's a masculer. <laughs> if you think about it, <laughs> but no, it, it's, it's, it is interesting though because it was like at some point I was reading through it. Well, I'm mostly speed reading through it. I'm not like reading every single dialogue. So like a lot of the, you know, random shenanigan classroom scene that probably skip through that stuff. Um, a lot of the fights, I'm kind of skimming through it pretty darn quickly. Um, I don't know that I'll make, I wanted to make a video just talking about Ichigo and what I'm basically talking about right now, but I don't know that I'm going to be getting into, I'm not going to re, I'm not going to be reading through it like seriously. I'm just trying to refresh myself. So I'm just, I'm, basically skimming through it and going, oh, yeah, I remember this part. Oh, yeah, I remember this part. Uh, but it, it is an interesting thing to really think about is that how how much more different Bleach was than most things. And it's got a good style to it, obviously. And really looking forward to getting fully caught up if Vizzle let me read everything. <laughs> that means that I have, like, two more days to, to finally read through the rest of it. But we'll see. I just had, like, a, a whole day to kind of skim through it. So... Um, I don't know that I'll have that much time again, but I need to get that done quickly so I can get back to Mashoko. So, yeah, I kind of put Mashoko on the on the side for now until I get that caught up because I don't want to I don't I want to get through it now because I don't want to wait until the very end. And then, boom, here's here's Bleach come back and um, sign up for Disney Plus. <laughs> if that happens, if that did we talk about that last week? What's that? Or the la- no, it wouldn't have been last uh, podcast, would it? Oh, the that Bleach, that the Bleach leak. Supposed, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't that think might. we talked about it, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, for those who don't know, uh, there was a bunch of leaks coming out that everybody thinks is everybody. I'm not thinks everybody says is credible leaks that Bleach has been licensed by Disney, and that's all they've said. Now, when I argued in my video, is that for one, we don't know what they licensed. They could have just licensed to stream in Japan, and that's it, because Disney seems to be that's their focus. Um, they could have licensed worldwide it makes sense because crunchyroll i think at this point would probably have announced it already it seems quite odd that crunchyroll wouldn't be like hey guys we got this i mean they had crunchyroll expo and stuff they could have easily talked about it then um so it does it does make sense that it's to somebody else not crunchyroll but at the same time we don't know the extent of what they've licensed again that could just be japan it could be worldwide uh, but the issue there obviously is that disney's probably not going to simulcast it everywhere which would be very frustrating so We'll see, though. It, it is a leak. Um, nothing's confirmed yet, but uh, I'm, I, I think Disney's got a event coming up here soon. 
I think everybody's saying like D23, which I'm assuming it means the 23rd. I don't know. But there's an event coming up, so maybe that'll be announced then. But for now, it's just a leak, and we don't know for sure. But that would suck if I get caught up in everything, and then suddenly I have to worry about fan subs. Ugh, fan subs. Fan subs aren't what they used to be. <laughs> fan subs are not what they used to be. Uh, with, but, I mean, credit to people that do things on their own time and for no profit. But fan subs are not what they used to be. They're either rips from... Obviously, most of them are just rips from websites, uh, rips from Crunchyroll, rips from Disney, all that kind of stuff. But some are just like, I'll get it up when I get it up. And if I get it up, it probably is going to be nothing but rips from manga panels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like They're just taking the text from manga panels and then trying to figure out where it would go in the episode. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, wild. Anyways, that, that's fun. We'll see where that goes, but... Yeah, getting caught up on Bleach, and again, I think that's pretty much it right now. I just posted my live of tier listing all the best girls from the season, which that was fun. That that was a very long editing process. <laughs> the, the cool thing was, though, I, I decided to record the audio on the side. That way, I can just rip the video and then stick the audio over it. Because um, when I'm live streaming, I usually have, like, you know, OPs and EDs in the background. So I found that kind of worked pretty well. Just a lot of edits. A lot of cuts, <laughs> just to make it fit into an hour long. Well, I took uh, took a break uh, to do my Genshin, the Genshin um, event, and so the last week I've been tr- just catching up on shows. So everything's a two two episodes for every every show. I'm doing two episodes a, a night. Yeah, fun. I'm always, I always feel like I'm catching up on shows. You enjoying Josh and Chan's tourist uh, arc? <laughs> Josh and Chan dropkick has turned into just basically a tourist show, which is kind of kind of sucks. But at the same time, I guess that's what it took for them to get the anime made. <laughs> I I don't know. I not that I mind when things do that, but at the same time, it's just it's got to have some good funny stuff to throw in there with it. And it it's Josh and Chan. It it does it every now and then. It pulls something off every now and then. So it's not. I thought the uh, there there was. I'm a just joke. looking for the Miku it, it, parts. That's all I'm really looking for. <laughs> There's a joke here and there that I, I get a kick out of. the uh, The panda was kind of funny. The there was a fourth wall break. Um, part he, in, he said, "Do you get to the part where the fourth wall broke?" And I'm like, I, "You have to be specific." Like they do that literally like well, five times an episode. <laughs> well, the, this this specific one was really really in your face. It was a. Uh, um, I gotta keep you, going. You, you, know, you know for a fact that that it happened when when Josh and Chan does this kind of quote quote thing in, in, in a particular part of the joke, and I thought it was hilarious. But outside of that, it it's been Josh Chan, Josh and Chan. So the riding the panda thing was great. Yeah, the panda <laughs> thing was pretty funny. She keeps coming back, and eventually she forces it. She's like, "Why did you make me the enemy? <laughs> Why did you make me look like the villain?" It was just like I get a kick out of this, like, and they're all upset. <laughs> like they can't enjoy it, even though they want to enjoy that for like the longest time. It was just so dorky. Um, that was kind of what I was hoping that they would get into with that particular character was that concept. The you're supposed to be like this important person, but then yet you want to enjoy the the niceties of a child, and that was kind of what I was expecting when they first introduced the character. But they didn't really jump right into it, and then now they're still that now they're doing it. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Anyways, yeah, that's been fun. I, I engage kiss is getting a little bit better. 
Um, there's a couple of other shows that are kind of not really, it's not really working for me, especially things like My Sekai Life, just not really working for me. But overall, I've, it's been a pretty solid season. Like most of the stuff that I've been pretty much hyped for at the very beginning are still staying pretty hype. Isekai Life is fine for me. I'm enjoying Black Summoner a lot better. Um, but they're, they're, I, I did, they've, those have been kind of just generally popcorn shows for me. I've just been enjoying that's, them. That's just kind of where, of yeah, that's kind of where I, f- I sit with both of those. Like, Parallel Pharmacist is doing a lot of really cool stuff. But for the Isekai, I would say generics, that's, they're not really doing anything. Like, yeah, Black Summoner, Isekai Life, those are the ones that are like, I think at the end of the of the season, they're going to be ones I'll never remember again. Like right. they're, they're those ones that are just, you're not going to do anything, are you? Like, you're literally not going to do anything, are you? You're just going to be, I exist. Yep, there's an Isekai guy that exists. That kind of feel, but not that they're terrible, but just they don't, they're not really doing anything. And I don't know, I, I, I kind of don't like the main character of Black Summoner. I really don't like him. He, I, I can see why, why you, you would, uh, he would be hard to, to deal with because he is just that, he's Goku. <laughs> the, I mean, and they've, they've pretty, pretty much, much yeah. turned him into that. They, they, he's quote unquote the battle junkie, and that's all he's obsessed about is he wants to take on this character or that character. Why? Because he wants to see if he's stronger than them. And that's all that, that he, he does. And I mean, they literally put a couch out. <laughs> like, like, can we talk about the whole idea that whenever you have the character that's overpowered and everybody's watching and going Segoy, this is the one where it's like, literally, let's put a couch out just for everybody to sit on and watch how Segoy is. literally a popcorn show when his his, his entire uh, team his, is eating, is popcorn. eating popcorn on the side. <laughs> Not really popcorn, popcorn but man. sandwiches. You know, it's, it's, it's existing. So that's fine. We'll see, though. There's, there's a few shows that are kind of like shrug, but it's it's like I said, the ones that I've been excited for at the very beginning are still holding out. So that's all I can ask for. That the ones that I hyped up are at least still holding. <laughs> Granted, Engage Kiss I hyped up a lot, but and, and it's kind of it's it's still good. It's just not not as much as I was kind of hoping from the very beginning. But it's very adult. <laughs> this dude gets around <laughs> and he knows how to put a girl to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. That's wrong, Jim. Sorry. Yeah, all right. That was the only way that he can get injected in here. Come on. Uh, but anyways, the news. We should jump into the news. Uh, let's start things off with the first bit of news, which just came out here, I think, yesterday, which is that the second epi- episode of Teppin apparently is coming out finally. Uh, for those that are not aware, this was a f- unfortunately the one that was... Um, unfortunately, for multiple reasons, obviously, uh, the one that was delayed because they had the assassination in in Japan. So and it had a topic of the of the episode was about that. So they delayed it or they they pretty much canceled it. I think they reran this the first episode. But now they're apparently saying that they're going to be airing the second episode on September 10th. So for those that have been waiting for it, apparently it's finally going to come around uh, on September 10th. So look forward to that. So. I don't know. I Teppin wasn't working for, but I've only given like two episodes, so I'm not I'm not gonna say positive or negative yet. Have you gotten back to it yet? No, I never tried it. Oh, never tried it because the the second episode disappeared, and you're like, nah, no, I'm gonna try this. <laughs> no, other shows were a bit more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Moving on, we have the in the 215th chapter of One Punch Man, the manga. It has been revealed the uh, manga will be receiving a third season anime adaptation. So, exciting, Chris. Are you ready for One Punch Man to come back? 
Um, no, I'm I'm more interested in Tatsuya. What? The uh, Air Girl. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. I but that the. So you're excited for it? I don't know if that's a yes or no. Are, are you excited for the anime to come back? No. But I'm excited for Tetsu. So you're excited for the anime to come back so you can see her. I mean, that was technically my argument, is that they kind of started building up to show, like, a bunch of cool characters. And then, like, okay, that's it. And then, yeah, the assumption would be that you bring another season, we might see those characters in action. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I They haven't announced the studio or the team or anything yet, so we don't know if this is going to be the same team from the second season, which everybody was super angry about, um, or if we're going to go back to the first season's studio, which was Bones? Question mark? I don't know. I don't remember. They, they had some really great animation in the first season. The second season wasn't as much, but my thing that I was about with the second season was obviously that things were kind of picking up story-wise. I never cared much for the, the humor itself. Um, it didn't really work for me, the whole idea of like this big build-up of this big villain and, and everything's going in danger and watch out because it, this is going to be this big plot to take down the world and then he shows up and literally punches and, and everything's done. That was the joke and it seemed like they kind of he, they evolved that joke and some other stuff, so it got better. But for me, I think it was more about like the whole aspect Tatsumaki. of the, huh? Yeah, Tatsumaki. I, I I was just thinking about how uh, somebody's probably mad at me because I named it named her wrong. Madhouse was the first season. Second season was JC stuff. But anyways, the hope there is that a lot of that aspect around like the the Joe Schmo having a job and wanting just live his life and the idea of it pretty much being my hero academia but without the school stuff so it's just heroes that sign up to be heroes kind of stuff so hopefully the third season's good i don't know i've I've heard some mixed responses to this adaptation so <laughs> well i mean we, i mean we we mentioned it i mean it, it was there the reasons why we didn't care for it is it's not I, I can joke. see, yeah, it's it's the initial joke. Everything else about the show for me was just fine. I really, really enjoyed uh, the uh, the the bike riding guy. Uh, was it Moomin Rider or something like that? Yeah, it, it was a take on on uh, on that. But I re- it, there's a lot of things about the show that I do like. I just one uh, one Punch Man just kind of really didn't work for me. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, the the other news that came out around the same time was that they are apparently going to go on hiatus for the manga for about a month um, while they work on the next arc. So that's uh, if you're reading the manga as it comes out, be be aware that they'll have a little bit of delay. So cool stuff though, exciting stuff, exciting stuff. And on the bright side, I like that a lot more than uh, mobs. So <laughs> take the wins that you can get. <laughs> okay, <laughs> didn't have to admit that. Uh, some really interesting news that uh, the official website, uh, an official website and Twitter account was opened up for the anime adaptation of Dungeon Meshi. Uh, the thing that was kind of crazy for me, I guess, I don't know why, is that apparently it's Studio Trigger that's working on it. So it's Trigger's doing a, a dungeon crawling anime where you eat food, which I don't know. I, I, of all the of all the studios, I never really pegged twi- uh, Trigger to do a, I don't know, a food prawn uh, dungeon crawler. I love the idea. I absolutely love it. I'm all all for it. I, I can't wait to see this, really. Yeah, it's basically it, it, something to the effect of that they, they end up getting attacked by this dragon, lose everything, and then they have to go save their friend, but they don't have money to pay for food. So the this guy, this main guy, his whole thought process is that, well, why don't we just cook what we kind of feed down there? So it's like them 
you know, cooking slimes and basilisks and mimics and stuff like that to figure out if they can cook them in a way that makes them tasty. So that 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 aspect of it might it does make it sound a lot more interesting than just, hey, guys, I made this beef and then they go munch my and then flying angels and stuff like that, which I don't care for. <laughs> I've never been a fan of the whole food show thing. So hopefully this will be the first time. I don't know. Maybe we'll have like crazy trigger animations when they eat food who knows <laughs> triggers known for doing that kind of stuff but yeah cool stuff interesting interesting studio choice we'll see if that one turns out to be yeah we'll see we'll see moving on uh high dive has announced that they will be streaming the review starlight movie on august 24th so for all those that missed the screening of the the film be looking forward to that streaming on their platform i might be checking that's literally going to be like the next day as the time of posting this is that i new? might be checking it out but um i don't know i wasn't i wasn't too much of a big fan of the original series so we'll see it was is that the original show or is it going to be new content new content okay new content picks up soon as the original series left off and opens a curtain on a new original story set in uh during the keren and hikari's third years of shaisho music academy spoiler i guess semi-spoiler i don't know there you go. There you go. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Uh, Sentai Filmworks has announced that Section thir- uh, 23 Films is going to be releasing the 4K remaster of Royal Space Force on home video on November 4th. So apparently it's supposed to be in collaboration with um, the original group and the director. Uh, their whole thing is they're going to be remastering using the original 35mm master print and um, working along with the original director. So that's pretty cool. I, I always love seeing this old stuff kind of coming back. So them giving a, a proper release is always fantastic. Uh, apparently, it's going to be in a box set, including with the 4K Ultra Blu-ray edition, the standard Blu-ray, and a bonus disc. Extras include an audio version of the pilot film, a collection of background music, and a quote-unquote document file. Whatever that is. So, Cool stuff. Cool stuff. I just figured that w- the document file would probably be like... Uh breakdowns of the characters but an excuse to do the artwork uh give you the artwork with as a way to make it look like they're doing doing something that's in theme with the story yeah depending on what kind of size it is and if it's like a big huge box and then they can fit a document in it like when i hear document i think eight and a half by eleven not like i don't know like (laughs) post-it cards or something maybe they'll roll it up i don't know but uh again really cool again see another old classic coming back to being brought to digital format in a, in a good way. So cool stuff, cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh, for those that are waiting on Netflix's Cyberpunk Edge Runner anime, apparently they have a, set a date for it. We knew that was in September, but now we have an official date of September 13th. So if you are looking forward to that, again, tri- this is what I expect from Trigger. <laughs> this is what I expect from Trigger. Uh, if you're waiting for that Trigger Cyberpunk, um, hopefully will not have to be patched anime. Uh, <laughs> look forward to that on the 13th. <laughs> I'm going to keep using that joke. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Come on. I don't know. They might have to patch it in the Blu-ray. They've done that with anime. But I don't know. This is a pre, pre-made pre uh, show series. So cool stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, the official Twitter account for Eden Zero has announced the second season of the anime will premiere in 2023. I put 2013 on my document. I don't know why. 2023. So, so it came out 10 years ago? Yes. Good. No, it's nine years ago. But yes, there you go. They have a new visual for it. I, I need to get on this one. I don't know. Everybody's saying that you don't have to watch Fairy Tale to watch it, but I'm like, all the characters look like it and they're just happy. 
all the characters look like fairy tale and there's happy in it. So why would I not assume that there's some sort of connection? We'll see though. Um, eventually I might get around to it. Yeah. yeah. Are you excited for it? Have you checked out the first one? No, are you, no. Are you I, I, I'm, I'm going into this completely and totally blind. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, during an event for Haikyuu, they announced that the uh, Haikyuu manga will be getting two Haikyuu final sequel films. So uh, I don't know if that's the finale of the series or if that's just a, a final competition. So I, I'm assuming Haikyuu fans know. And I, I can't wait. It. We're going to get told a million and a half times how we need, how much we need to watch it. <laughs> For, like, the 15 people that go to the theaters for I Do Final <laughs> Film in, in America. Um, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Eventually, I will check it out. It's just it's an eventuality, just not now. It's an eventuality, so. Moving on, Katakawa has announced that the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess is getting an anime in 2023. This is being done by Studio Dio Media, and the script work apparently is being done by Wataru Watari, who, of course, is known for the original creator of snafu he's done some script for it for a lot of stuff so um yeah this one's despite her in supposed ineptitude and regular magic princess anisphia defies the aristocracy's uh, uh expectations by developing magicology a unique magic theory based on the memories of her past life one day she witnessed the brilliant noblewoman euphelia unjustly stripped of her title as the kingdom's next monarch that's when anisphia uh, concocts the plan to help Euphelia regain her good name, which somehow involves them living together and researching magic. Little do these ladies know, however, that the chance encounter will not only alter their own fates and their own future, uh, but those of the kingdom and the entire world. I always love when they end the things like that. The world. Yeah, he's <laughs> totally uh, great. Character designs like him. I love the I love the frills and the, and uh, when Andrew was playing the the video the the. Girls just flying around and and with all kinds of swords and all that stuff. It, it looks fantastic. I can't wait for this. This is, looks like a blast. Yeah, good good character designs. Um, character designer did Ken Holly and Domestic Girlfriend. I figured it was gonna be something else, but it's good good designs on it. Really like that. But uh, we'll see more Magic Girls anime. Always always open for more Magic anime girls. Moving on, the official website for and the anime Onimai, uh, which I am now your sister, has begun streaming a promo, which has revealed a premiere date of January 2023. So, for those who don't remember, this is the one that's being done by Studio Bind, the studio that was open to adapt Mushoku Tensei Jabba's reincarnation. So, uh, obviously doing other works besides just Mushoku Tensei Jabba's reincarnation, which I think I've noted before when they first announced the adaptation of this, is that this is technically a different team. It's probably the same animators, but different team of directors and stuff that's going to be working on this. So don't be concerned that this means that, oh my gosh, they're they're not going to be able to do Mashoko Tensei Jabba's Reincarnation. They're still doing the second season and everything. Um, it's just another team probably just doing some filler, filler stuff, <laughs> filler stuff in between um, as they work on the other projects. So cool to, cool to see. I mean, it, the actual PV itself looks great uh, visually. Um, looks a lot of fun. So... Uh, this is apparently the one that has the the sister who turns her brother into a girl and shenanigans happen. I was kind of expecting this to be a short. I don't I haven't seen anything that's kind of suggested it's going to be a short at this point, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. I, I uh, just a little tidbit secret for everybody. I, I, I have a I really do 
have a guilty pleasure for for the gender bender stuff. So yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm um, looking forward to that one in January. Uh, moving on, we have Disney Plus has plans to release an ad supported subscription tier on December eighth. Uh, this new ad t- uh, supported tier will be seven ninety nine a month, which is fantastic. Unless you're somebody that's already <laughs> subscribing to the non-ad-supported one, which apparently is going up to 10.99. Yeah, the the joke is that yeah the the ad the non-ad-supported one was already 7.99. So them adding this new one means the ad-free one has to bump up to 10.99, which is kind of crazy. That's like three bucks. It's quite a jump. I mean, Netflix. Granted, Netflix does it like every year. They'll up by a dollar, um, but going up three dollars is pretty crazy. So. For all those uh, that, yeah, are making the connection here, this does kind of suck. If if Disney does get Bleach, that means we'll be paying ten ninety nine a month to in order to watch it, unless you yo ho 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 <laughs> seven C's, which I think most people will be doing. But anyways, <laughs> that one sucks. But I don't know. It, again, we've we've mentioned this before with the whole Netflix getting an ad tier. Um, it all depends on how annoying it is how it's going to fill in there how it's how often it's going to be uh, which i think the netflix one's supposed to be in october wasn't it october november so we'll, we'll see how they handle the ad supported probably not well i'm not did. sure i i am barely paying attention to what netflix is doing it half the time yeah, 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 yeah we'll see we'll see i mean technically net uh, disney already has a model in which they can work based off of which is their Yes, their their other company, which is Hulu. So Hulu already has ad supported uh, subs, so they'll probably do similar to what Hulu does, obviously. So moving on, uh, the official Twitter account, unofficial Twitter account uh, for the uh, Misfit of Demon King Academy, has announced the second season will be debuting in 2023. So I seem to remember this was announced a long time ago. I really, I really do. Side of me remembers this being announced a long time ago. We talked about it. Um, but apparently they're finally announcing the year, which will be next year. So we're, we're nowhere near closer to knowing how soon this is coming out, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I really did enjoy the first season. Um, and I enjoyed the characters, character designs, especially, but he, he was, a, he was, he was OP main character done right. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of it. Obviously there's still the bigger picture of that story, which I don't think was ever really fully delved into, which is who's making everything screwed up. Because <laughs> he's a reincarnated type of character, so yeah. The official website for My Life as Inukai's Dog has released a promo revealing staff, cast, and a January 2023 premiere. Uh, this is being done by Studio Quad. Um, the synopsis. Is, and this is the. <laughs> This is the synopsis that it was a little bit wild. Uh, the dog viewpoint romantic comedy manga centers around protagonist who suddenly wakes up one day to find that he has been turned into the dog of his uh, a pet dog of his cool and beautiful classmate Karen Inukai. Uh, while Karen is cool and expressionless at school, at home she dotes on her pet dog. So. Yeah. I can't wait. I love this. Uh, when I. Uh... I, I went ahead and read the manga because the concept, I, I loved the concept. And I can't wait to watch the show. It's going to be so much fun. It really is. Yeah, the problem that I, the only problem that I see, and this could be just because it's on a, a, a PV that was put on Twitter, or not Twitter, on uh, YouTube, is I, I heard everybody talking about this is supposed to be like super etchy. And this, 
<laughs> the PV shows nothing. So I don't know if it's going to be one of those ones where the TV broadcast, they, they choose clever angles so that you can't see anything. Or if it's going to be one of those ones where it's just maybe just censored just for the sake of the, the PV. But I don't know. Wasn't it supposed to be like super etchy? Uh, I mean, Concept-wise, it's it's got some very, very questionable shots, but when it comes down to it, it's not as as etchy as some have been. I, it's it's really more just the shots and implications more than anything. Mm. You know what's going to be really raunchy? <laughs> <laughs> the official website was open for anime adaptation of Heron Camp uh, manga. Heron, Heron? Heron Camp manga uh this is going to be streaming on anime festa in mid-september um previously it's or early it's going to be streaming on anime festa mid-september and then later we'll do a tv broadcast on tokyo mx and bs11 on october 2nd so fall proper on tv broadcast in in october but the early streaming will be in on anime fest festa so interesting stuff uh the story follows a teacher and veteran solo camper kensuki uh, who forms a camping group with four girls. So, yeah, that's going to be basically hentai. So, <laughs> it was so funny because I did a video on this, and I was like, yeah, here's another Anetchi show, Harem Camp. And then I looked at, I had to get a, a key art to put on the thumbnail. I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, never that, mind. One, that one, I, that's that one I actually... Etchy. I mean, is... it's still technically etchy, etchy equals uh, pervert, but still, it's 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 further than that. Oh, yeah. Further than that, so... This is one of the few that I've actually looked into. Yeah, it's it's all the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chris is jumping right in there. I looked at it too. So there you go. Look forward to that one. It's probably going to be a short. Um, I think the studio that does that stuff is typically just shorts. So yeah, more than likely. There you go. Look forward to that if you are uh, a person of culture. <laughs> Official website uh, for my one hit kill sister has announced it will premiering in. Uh, uh, in 2023. Another one is just 2023. Why can't you give us at least a season? Uh, <laughs> we'll look forward to that one. That one was a goofy concept, if I remember correctly. That was the one that had, like, uh, the the guy's, like, reincarnated in another world, but he's, like, super weak. But then his sister, who's, like, superly overly doty of him, uh, is the one that gets all the overpowered abilities. So, so totally not uh, uh, my mama is super OP. My my mom and her two hit uh, combo attack or something like that, totally not the same as sister with her one hit combo attack thing. Story follows Asahi, a high school student who got lost and ended up in another world. You know how that happens, just it happens. Uh, he has knowledge of video games and fantasy world, uh, but he is weak and does not have any cheat abilities. Uh, he finds his older sister Maya in the other world, and she has the strongest cheat ability and is also has a brother complex. So it's this con bro con stuff. Sounds like fun. I'll be looking forward to that one. Uh, it, it It's still going in the idea of the whole cheat isekai thing, but the sisters, the cheat isekai. So. <laughs> He's still technically overpowered. He's just going to be on the side of like, like cause, uh, uh, cause, cause, He's just on the side making shenanigans. So reacting to everything. Moving on. Some more fun news out of Crunchyroll. They just can't stop being uh, doing stuff that makes us mad. Uh, Crunchyroll has fired French voice actress Anna Lazare Gishi, uh, or GC. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce the last part. Anna, uh, for 
the fan dub of Chainsaw Man trailer. So apparently, Anna, who was working for Crunchyroll, uh, doing the the role as Kikyo for Classroom Elite, I think she's also technically doing Chizuru for Rent a Girlfriend, which I think she's still doing. But she was fired from her role as Kikyo in Classroom Elite. Um, she went onto Twitter and stated that, you know, she got a call from Crunchyroll. This is what they told me that I'm allowed to say, but that she was apparently let go uh, after um, and no longer able to play Kikyo for Classroom Elite. Uh, the decision was uh, made following her Chainsaw Man fan dub. Um, she's pretty much was stating that she was looking for a mapical solution. Like, can we just take down the fan dub of this trailer and let it be? But apparently that was not enough. Um, so she has been she's been let go. Again, I don't know if she was working with Crunchyroll for the role of Chizuru for Rent-A-Girlfriend or if somebody else is doing that. I think it's Crunchyroll because the French dub is on Crunchyroll for North America, so I'm assuming so. But, um, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. She kind of noted herself that it's kind of scary to think that that is enough cause to fire somebody because technically a lot of people that eventually do voicing roles in anime got their discovery by doing fan dubs. And as we've noted before, technically Crunchyroll had fan dubs at some point. <laughs> they had fans up and fan dubs, but yeah, um, I'm just going to say, it. I, I believe this is probably a decision made because from what I'm gathering, the owners of Chainsaw Man, the animated, uh, the animated format, uh, are being pretty, pretty strict online with copyright claims. You can even see it on her Twitter feed where she did post a video showing what she did for Chainsaw Man, the trailer, and that one got copyright claimed. So I'm guessing this is kind of a Toei thing where whoever owns this is going around and ripping down the trailer from anywhere that's being posted, even though it's a trailer. It should be a promo for their own thing. <laughs> but um, I'm guessing... This is my this is my prediction, just based on my my educated guess. I guess is the best way to put it is that probably somebody contacted somebody and Crunchyroll, knowing that Chainsaw Man's probably going to be their biggest property in October, um, said, "Don't risk it. You know, get rid of her. She was a part of this thing that stole our property." Because unfortunately, uh, Japan does not recognize fair use. For those that are not aware, um, there's no fair use laws in Japan, so. What they say goes, goes, and if anybody touches their property, they think it's stealing, and they're going to go after them. So, don't you can't really claim the whole fair use claim because, again, they don't they don't recognize it. And I think that Crunchyroll probably made this decision based on them not wanting to muddy the waters for Chainsaw Man. And it's a very common thing in these contracts that if you do anything that obviously will affect the company or ruin the reputation or cause them any sort of difficulties with their properties and stuff they will fire you so that was probably in her contract that she was not allowed to do things like that she did something like that she got fired so i understand the business standpoint of it uh she should not have been doing fan dubs while working with crunchyroll that just seems kind of silly but at the same time it still doesn't look good if no matter how you cut it, it does not look good so unfortunate yeah when it comes down to it i mean that that that's pretty much the only thing that puts me in the um i think they did the right thing here mostly because of the fact that technically um she obviously was already employed by crunchyroll doing a fan dub was really bad on that side she 
even if you if you go with the idea of okay like like Andrew was saying they technically came from that that background technically um they are she already had a job her doing a fan dub is technically I'm a, that that's like the fifth time I've said tech, technically um she is going behind their back and doing something that's undermining their business yeah, I mean, because obviously a big argument that most people make is like, it's just a trailer. But you can see that a lot of companies will, it, it's it's sort of like saying, because you know for a fact they're going to do a French dub of Chainsaw Man. There's no there's no doubt. They will do a French dub. And it's sort of one of those things where they go, when they do that, suddenly everybody goes, well, why isn't Anna playing the, the role of this character? She was in the trailer. No, that wasn't our trailer. They don't understand. <laughs> it kind of counters to what they were actually planning and, and doing. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I you're you're fine. I I got pretty much my my the gist of what I was saying is that it's technically under undermining the um the business uh model by doing a fan dub, which is like we've said before, they don't want pirating and fan dubs are in a way pirating, and no matter how you look at it. And and like I said, I'm 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 more for the idea of um, finding ways around this this situation. Because, but yeah, at the same down, time, taking down the trailer, why the, the, that should have been enough. I don't I don't yeah. understand why you. And again, I don't know if there well, somebody may put it in a way that sounded like she was never going to do role for Crunchyroll ever again. Like they were literally. Yes, Chris said employed. No, she was technically contracted, and Chris understands that. So don't get him wrong on that. But it's still this idea that cutting all ties with somebody, I think, is way too much. Again, I'm hoping that she still has the role with Chizuru and that she's still going to do roles with Crunchyroll. Maybe this is one thing like, this is our slap on the wrist that you're no longer going to play this character. Or is it an aspect of, you know, one and done. You're one strikes done, get out of here kind of thing, which I think is a bit too much. But again, contract. Should have known that. It It is what it is. I... I, I... I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like um this is like Andrew said this doesn't look good when it comes down to it and I I understand that but at the same time in this situation I unfortunately have to lean towards Crunchyroll's in the right on this one and no matter how much you want to uh hate on Crunchyroll technically she did the wrong thing she should not have done this this was and and that's probably why she didn't uh, bicker and complain about it because she knew she was wrong, and, and that's that's the fr- frustrating thing. I want to take her side on this, um, but it, when it comes down to it, tech, it, it's it's the ball is in their court on this one because she was contracted. She knew that doing this kind of stuff was not okay by them. Even if she had a slight question, if she wasn't really sure, and she had a questioning. Everything about their business model says that they are not okay with uh, with pirating, and fan sub fan dubs are pirating, and that's how it is. Yeah, and that's that's, and that's the other questionable area is that it's just a trailer. It's not like this is episode one. It's not that it's technically pirating. It's a promo. But again, with what it seems like they're doing with this with Chainsaw Man, it looks like it's going to be. I was I was even joking in my video like. Thanks for, I mean, it's sad, but thanks for testing the waters because now I know 
I won't put anything Chainsaw Man in my videos. Like, no screenshots or nothing, yeah. because this is obviously a sign they're going to play it like Toei. They're going to play it like if they see a screenshot, if they smell Chainsaw Man, you're probably going to get a strike. Like, they're going to be coming after anybody that touches their property. This is their golden goose. Nobody touch it. And like, I'm, and like I mentioned, and I, I totally... I'm going to say it again, and it might upset some people. Chainsaw Man is probably going to be the biggest property in October. I don't think it's going to be Bleach. I don't. As much as I love Bleach, I don't think they're going to get as, as many numbers with Bleach as they will with Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man coming back, I believe, will probably be the biggest property of October. So anybody touching that property, they're going to be coming at with fangs. Well, and, and and that's true. They're 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 probably going to go more all in necess- uh, than than anything. Is they 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 feel that they've got a um like like Andrew was saying a golden goose right there, and they're going to milk the crap out of it. You're going to see <laughs> ads everywhere. Every, ads, ads everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> they're going to go nuts on it. Which again goes back to the idea that I wonder if that's why they're probably not going to care so much about bleach. Everybody's going to come to us for Chainsaw Man anyways, so yeah, sure, let Disney have it. And that was kind of my, my, my theories I was going, because Bleach is technically tied in with, like, Aniplex and stuff. So it's, it's Sony, Crunchyroll. I mean, so why wouldn't they, why would they not have Bleach? Um, I think it's because Disney probably offered them a lot of money, and if Disney does get streaming rights in the West, um, it's probably because Crunchyroll's like, no, we have Chainsaw Man, we're going to have plenty of people here, let, let Disney have it, that's fine. If, if they're paying a bunch, let them have it. So it's it's kind of bizarre, but and to be clear, I I do feel really really bad for her. I I mm-hmm. I want her. Mm-hmm. I I hope you're gonna get so much hate in the comments. Probably. <laughs> um, I hope all only the best for her that she finds finds some way to make a um a an opportunity come from this 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 frustrating situation. Um, I think everybody should learn from their mistakes. Mistakes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's the big thing. I think that's the thing that makes it hurt the most is that there's yes, there's video games, there's other animated films and stuff that are not anime related. It's just it, it it's a huge cutoff. Like Crunchyroll is a huge opportunity there, and she was getting a lot of roles. I mean, she was Itis from Fire Force. Um, again, Chizuru from Rent a Girlfriend. It's just it it, it seems like you're kind of cutting out from a lot of opportunities there. So it does kind of suck, no matter how you look at it. So. Um, it, but it, it it is one of those kind of eye-opening things. Cause I've already seen a lot of other, uh, voice actresses and voice actors that are coming out and saying, yeah, um, I don't mean to harp on this, but don't do that. <laughs> like if, if you have any, yes, you can use this as a way of getting and getting better, but don't post it. Don't put it out there. <laughs> use it as a way of, you know, training on the side, but never post it. And that's, and that's the difficulty thing because we're not saying that they, got better by doing fan dubs is that a lot of people got discovered by doing fan dubs. So it is one of those things where, like I mentioned in my video, once you get any role, <laughs> delete everything, <laughs> which kind of sucks. I mean, that's the same thing for me. What if what if AMC contacted us and said, hey, we, we need a host for a new anime show. We want you to come on board. And it's like, well, let me check my old videos, make sure I don't have any me, I don't know, impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. Better delete all that stuff, anything that could possibly use against me. That's the sad part. But again, this is done while she was working with them, while she was contracted with them. So, bit a diff- bit of different story. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Futabashi has confer- uh, confirmed that Summon to Another World for a second time will be getting an anime adaptation. Uh, this one, the novel and manga centers around a man that was summoned to another world to become a warrior, and he saved the world 
As a result, he became very popular, and he is happily living his life as a normally uh, as a normie in this new world. However, one day he gets caught um, in a trap and is deported back to his original world as a baby. Um, when he grows up and is in high school, he is summoned once again to the other world. <laughs> so I thought that was done, and then they pulled me back in. Right. Something about this is just absolutely brilliant. I love this concept. It's like we're doing the Isekai, we're doing the rebirth and reincarnation thing all in like one big weird thing. So there you go. Cool stuff. So whenever somebody talks about his uh, the, the, the legendary character from a million years ago, he suddenly realizes it's him that was doing that. So yeah, I love it. I love it. I, this is brilliant. Like I said, it kind of falls in the same categories as the reincarnated things. Like, you see, you hear about the legends of the... It's typically a demon lord, though. So everybody's, like, talking about this demon lord, and he, they have to hide their identity. But now it's the hero. So there you go. Katakawa's Comic Flapper magazine has revealed that the original uh, TV anime series, Liquidity Coil... I'm not going to say that I'm not a big, huge fan of it or anything. Uh, manga is getting a manga adaptation, so... It's going to be launching in the September issue of Comic Flapper. Um, the artwork is going to be done by Yos- Yasunori Bison, who um, I hasn't really done much. And the style they are used to isn't really the style of Likurisi Coil. So hopefully they can pull off that off. Because, I mean, a lot of the appeal of Likurisi Coil is the art style. So hopefully they can pull that off. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big into Likurisi uh recoil or anything like that so the 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 gunfights and all that art art style yeah i'm totally not into that so yeah i'm i'm kind of excited about it you kind of i was kind of expecting them to do a light novel but i guess it would be better off as a manga because yeah for those that aren't familiar typically with a lot of these original anime what they're hoping for is that it gets successful and then they can do manga adaptations and light novel adaptations so i was really kind of expecting them to do a light novel of this one but i guess it Kind of technically works better as a as a manga, so they'll probably do both. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing stopping them from doing both, but it, I guess it is a good thing to note that that it is getting that popular. I mean, every especially like this last weekend, it was trending pretty much all day. Like Lotus Coil was trending pretty much all day, and there's a lot of excitement building around it. There's already talks about what's going to happen possibly in the next episode, so it's good to see. Not only, I always love originals. I always love supporting originals. Whenever I see an original, I get excited. Yes, part of that's because I don't have to worry about people spoiling things because nobody knows what's going to happen next. But there's also a side of it that it's kind of a, you know, a group of, that's trying to do something new and something that's fresh and something that doesn't isn't a source material bait, basically. Um, you don't have that fear there that it's a source material bait. I mean, yes, it, it's quite possible they can do a manga that continues the story. Uh, that's totally a possibility. And then, so we get a <laughs> technically a manga bait, but hopefully that's not what they're doing here. It's, it's a really good property and I'm, I'm looking forward to more of it. It's definitely up there as one of my favorite of the season. So more it's, is better. It's, it's one of those that's, um, you, you, you go through different storylines and you, and you kind of pick up on different aspects that would probably work better at, with this this type of property or that type of property this is one of those just like kind of um like attack on titan um one of the one of the things that i remember um when we were first kind of delving into attack on titan back in the day was um i think me and andrew had a conversation and i had mentioned that the thing that i wanted to see more than anything was them um doing the um 
the maneuver gear, whatever they, they call it now. I don't remember. Um, and that's, that was the thing that I wanted to see more than anything on, on the screen. Um, this is kind of similar as I, the, the Gung Fu, uh, uh, thing that, um, the, the girls do is the thing that I love about seeing it in action. I, I don't know that I necessarily would care to see it in a manga panel. However, the character artwork for sure is one of those things that I, I think would look fantastic on a, in, in manga panels. Um, it's, it's one of those things. Each, each thing has their own aspect that, um, that you can see highlighted and doing well. And that's, that's just kind of where I am with that. Yeah. A lot, a lot of it has to do with the character moment. So and that can obviously transfer to a manga format. So, Moving on, we have Kodansha's monthly Young Magazine has revealed that the Witch and the Beast manga will be getting an anime adaptation. Unfortunately, no other information for this one, but still exciting news for those. I, I've heard a couple people say that it's definitely one that to keep an eye out for, so hopefully it won't be too long of a wait. Getting no information other than it being adapted kind of leads you to <laughs> have much to wait for, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the official website for The Legend of Mana, the Teardrop Crystal, has revealed the anime will be premiering on October 7th. So, this, of course, apparently, I think the anime adaptation of the recent uh, Legend of Mana release. So, it looks really visually good. I mean, I, I guess I technically would assume that it would look good. But hopefully they keep keep the quality up for it because it visually looks very detailed. So... I don't know if they've announced a studio yet? Question mark? Graphenica and Yokohama Animation Lab. Mm, I guess. I guess, again, it goes, it goes back to the whole question mark of uh, how much budget's being put into it. But, like I said, it, it looks visually really beautiful. Girl always reminds me of um, Beldandi. <laughs> the hair reminds me of Beldandi. I did want to check out the um, the, 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 the new... Legend of Mana, so maybe one of these days I'll get around to that one. But. It's one of uh, one of my favorite uh, properties, uh, game yeah. side, and and I I love the fact that there's a re uh, reintroducing of the those properties back into the mainstream, and and having an anime of it, it was it is. I mixed on, but at the same time, I who cares? I I I would love to see more of it either way. We finally got an idea of what Kyoto Animation is doing next, Chris. Sudane. <laughs> More Sudane. <laughs> I'm happy for people that are fans of Sudane, but if if you ask me, hey, what do you want Kyoto Animation to do right now? It'd be like, well, the obviously the big one is that um, that Taisho one. It's like, please, I, I know that apparently that was a lot in the Kyoto studio, that one that got burnt down, but please do that one. Why are we doing more Sudane? <laughs> I'm guessing Sudane is very popular in Japan. I don't know that it has that big of a fandom in the West, but um, I'm, I'm going to assume that it... I mean, obviously, a lot of their more male-focused anime do really well. I mean, Free took off like crazy. And that was that started out as a commercial, and it turned into a big property that had, like, what, three seasons and movies? So I, I guess Sudane is getting that similar treatment here. But, yeah, Sudane is getting a second season. Um, the title is Sudane, The Connecting Arrow. It's going to be premiering in January of 2023, so another one that's right around the corner. So, 
No, I, I don't. no more Maid Dragon. No more <laughs> Gentai Show, period, lady. I don't much care as long as they're doing stuff. I, yeah. I, I just love them Obviously. being a presence in the anime sphere for sure. Yeah, and I'll and I'll definitely be checking it out. It's not that I hate Sudane. It's just it wasn't. It's not one of my biggest properties for Kyoto, but I'm excited for it. I still got to check out the movie before I get into the second season, so I'll probably do that here soon. But cool stuff. Glad glad to see that. And again, happy for all the Sudane fans out there. Katakawa has revealed that I got a cheat skill in another world. Light novel is getting an anime adaptation. This one is a door in another world stretches out before the boy who has seen, who's been brutally bullied all of his life. The alternate reality grants him access to all sorts of things like cheat skills and uh, a portal that lets him travel between his old and new world. Oh, interesting. Uh, can this class loser turn his life around uh, back home? That's, that's the big question mark is, if if he's going back and forth, what does it matter about his old world if he's still bullied? I don't know. Maybe one of those things where like he gets stronger, and so kind of similar. I, I I'm guessing I'm getting vibes of like um, uh, was the was this the one where the guy gets he's like the weakest out of all of them, gets knocked down, and then um, climbs his way back up the labyrinth and becomes super strong. I don't know why I'm blanking. Are are it's it starts with an A. Alpharetta. Alpharetta, yeah. <laughs> That's what my mindset goes to, like the bully guy that gets stronger over time and then eventually has to run back into his old classmates who bully him and now he's like super, like, I would assume that when he goes back to his old world he doesn't have all of his abilities, but maybe it's just like he becomes hardened so he doesn't get, you know, messed around with kind of thing. I don't know, another cheat, another cheaty set guy, but at least it has a twist in the idea that he's able to go back to his previous world whenever he wants to, which again, I question like, I guess I guess the other world's going to be rough for him too, so it would give him a reason to have to go back to his previous world. But it's, if it's one of those ones where he goes to the other world, he's super overpowered and has harem, why go back to the other world kind of thing? <laughs> Which is the age-old question of all these isekais. Of, uh, you, you wonder why they never talk about going back, and it's like, well, because they don't really need to. But they never talk about the fact they don't really need to. Um, I think um, Suki, well, Sukimichi sort of had a feel that at some point he was kind of comfortable, but... I don't know. It is it is funny to think about. Uh, Ragna Crimson TV anime official website has revealed that the the uh, the anime the the studio that will be animating it will be Silverlink. So that one I think was a, a big question mark for a lot of people is is getting an anime adaptation, but who's working on it? Silverlink's uh, a solid studio, so um, I guess that's a, a positive for people. This one is Dragon Hunters warriors armed with special weapons or silver weapons who kill their prey for bounty. Lowest among their ranks is Ragna, who forms an imp- improbable partnership with his uh, with the young genius Leonica, a master dragon slayer with more kills to her name than almost any other. All Ragna wants to do is stay by Leona- uh, Leonica's side. Uh, these names, I swear. But his dream is shattered by the attack from the deadliest dragon imaginable. So, there you go. Crazy art style. Very, very different. Very unique. Uh, very, very different. Uh, moving on, we have Mappa CEO Manabu uh, Otsuka has told IGN France that it, in an interview that it uh, would that it, they enjoy Tatsuki Fujimoto's work, who of course is known for Chainsaw Man, and would love to make movies of them someday. For now, he is focusing on Chainsaw Man. I've I seen this news. <laughs> I've seen a couple people post this news, and I immediately go to. 
Uh, breaking news. <laughs> Studio wants to animate more stuff. <laughs> I know, big shock, right? Uh, but it is interesting to note that he obviously loves their work and would love to do every one of their projects. Um, he even noted the idea that, let, let's keep this in mind. This is them saying they would love to do that work. This does not mean Mappa's doing anything else besides Chainsaw Man, this this one adaptation of Chainsaw Man. Um, they're just saying that they would love to do all of their work. Um, additionally, said I would love, or he said that they would love to do the second part of Chainsaw Man, which of course is what Chainsaw Man is just starting into, um, which obviously would not happen anytime soon because they just started that second part. But um, it is interesting to at least see that they're a huge fan of the project they're working on. I think that's a big plus. Um, when somebody loves somebody's work, that means they're going to put a lot of passion into it. Whether that means they're going to, you know, <laughs> kill everybody around them just to make it happen, that's the big uh, concern with, with when it comes to MAPPA. But um, it's still it's still definitely a cool thing to know. But I always love these kind of news bits because it's like, Whenever, whenever somebody says, "Don't worry, this show is getting a second season because the director said they would, they like the work and they want to do more," and it's like, well, yeah, they always would love to do everything, but th- it all comes down to who's paying for it. <laughs> the director's not paying for it. The writer's not paying for it. It's the production committees. It's the producers and stuff. That's the people that are paying for it. But again, I think the cool thing that comes out of this is knowing that this director really loves um, this person's work and that they're going to put a lot of passion into it. So. Newsflash. People read way too into things. Yes. Always. But it's always keeping it in perspective, obviously. Keep it in perspective. Um, some pretty interesting news. Crunchyroll has announced that uh, they're going to be holding the 7th Annual Anime Awards in Japan next year. So it's going to be on March 4th at the Grand Prince Hotel New Takanawa. So exciting stuff there. I, I made an entire video on this, so I'm kind of curious from Chris's perspective. What, what do you think this means? Say it again. You weren't even... <laughs> that Crunchyroll is going to have the Crunchy Awards in, in Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's a, it's it's cool in, in some respects. Um, I love the idea of them being able to have access to a lot of the uh, original creators. Um, I don't know that it will really change much outside of that. Um, it's... One of the things that it will that will probably come of it is that um, Crunchyroll is effectively going to be placing themselves more in the the position of making themselves more how how do I say politely putting themselves more on an ivory tower that will make it impossible to knock them down because if they can get themselves maneuvered into a position where it's just like we've talked about with the whole buy out of right stuff or or other things like that. They they're maneuvering themselves in different ways that in a, in a lot of ways that it's brilliant. I I, I think that they are um, the moves that they're making is absolutely brilliant. That's why I brought up a, a while ago with Andrew the whole thing with Viz. Um, I think that it's interesting to pers- uh, at, from an outsider's perspective to see the things that they're doing that makes them in a way the mainstay um you can't you're you're almost going to get into a position where you can't get around them yeah and i think that this is one of those moves of getting themselves more infused with the industry um in in ways that in a lot of ways 
something to consider is um, a lot of the things that from what I understand, things that you do in Japan is, is all about building up that, um, uh, that relationship. And just like with the whole, um, saving face thing, stuff like that is you don't, um, you don't burn those bridges because burning the bridge, you, you, you don't get that relationship back period. And so you want to absolutely give a give and take with that relationship and putting themselves right there in the middle of Japan and, and having a big to do, uh, um, while it's cool that we're actually um, giving credit to these animators and, and stuff like that, it also is making them the absolute gatekeeper, period, um, because they're the ones who are going to be building those relationships. And yes, we're, we're, we're celebrating these, these, these uh, animators and stuff. When it comes down to it, Crunchyroll is the one that's making those things happen. And so the relationship credit is going to Crunchyroll. And so in a way, like I said, it's absolutely fascinating to see that they're making these maneuvers um, at, from an outsider perspective. Me watching this, I'm seeing this and I'm going, that is brilliant that they're doing that. Yeah, I think the the thing that I always thought about with the Anime Awards is despite the fact that it never really ever goes my direction and full disclosure, I've been um, well... Technically, the the Otaku Spirit name, but technically me by name is has been a judge for the Anime Wars for like four or five years. Um, so quite a, quite a few of them. And the thing that always comes out of it is that despite the fact that I was a judge and none of my stuff gets in the list, which I always tell people, don't worry about it being the fault of the judges. It's just like or individual judges because again, ninety five percent of what I choose is never on those lists. Um, it's always something else. And that's the unfortunate thing that always comes out of it. But at the same time, I'm not all of them. I'm not. I'm the. I'm just but one judge. But the thing that always come out of it, despite the fact that I always feel like it doesn't quite go in the direction that I want it to. Uh, sometimes I feel like certain things get kind of pushed out of the direction. Sometimes I get frustrated by the fact that there's judges in the panels that, admittedly, openly admit admit that they've not watched really anything in a year. Um, a lot of judges being picked based on them being popular VTubers and stuff like that. That's always the concern that I always have. But the thing that always gets me at least excited for it is that I always feel like it is a way for us to celebrate anime. That's always what it comes down to for me is to celebrate anime. And the the thing that always kind of is obviously the, the letdown with these awards is that it never feels like it's celebrating the anime. In a lot of cases, and it's always been technically for with it being in the U.S., it, and they, they've been kind of pushing further and further towards this not being the case. It always feels like the fans celebrating that they won. And it's not necessarily celebrating the anime itself. They've been sort of getting better by saying, okay, we're going to have this director, you know, on a live feed or something like that. And saying thank you for, you know, picking our show or whatever. That was always the cool part. Because it started getting closer and closer to the positive sides of things like Oscars. This idea of being able to, okay, this show wins, bring the director, bring the writer on the stage and celebrate with them. Say, congratulations, we picked you. They win. That was always the thing that I wanted. And I think this is the only way they can do that 
honestly, is by going to Japan and being physically there so they don't have to fly every single winter over into, you know, California. They can say, we're here, you're going, we got the votes in, don't tell anybody, but your show won, come be on stage. And then they can get, again, the writers, the the original author, the mangaka. They can, it's probably going to be mostly probably producers or something. But hopefully, you know, mangakas, hopefully original authors will be able to get on stage and they, we can celebrate their work. And we can congratulate them, not congratulate our shonen for winning and everybody's going, yeah, we are shonen won. Celebrate anime, which I think is great. The only the only issue that I have with that, and, and this is this – is, much more i i i'm trying to maintain my cool when i'm saying this because this honestly um i i acknowledge what andrew is saying here um in what in in the way he's implying it and my other side is based on what i've seen as far as the from the background and and how it's um the the judging is all done i vehemently am um, hesitant on whether or not I like the aspect of, like I said, this being very gatekeeping ish um, of the only ones that can give out these awards is through Crunchyroll. And yes, there is a visualized, um, the community is, supposedly voting for a lot of the ones that the community feels is the ones who need to be uh, presented these awards, but understand that it is all um, visual. And that's, that's my biggest frustration with that is it looks like the people that, um, that the community is picking is the ones that are supposed to be getting these awards. That's all I'm going to say on that. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> um, mo- mostly, I, I'm trying to be nice about it, but when it comes down to it, what? I, how do how do I put this without flat flat out saying that not everybody who is um the true um, choice is getting up there. Um, for instance, um, let's say, and, and not necessarily that I believe that it would um, go. I mean, you can cut whatever you want to cut uh, from this. The um, interspecies reviewers, if it was the most popular one because they got cut out because it was inappropriate, interspecies reviewers didn't get the actual award. Not saying that it was the best one, but that behind the scenes, they can gatekeep what right. actually wins. I mean, that's been an argument that a lot of people make is, um, that, you know, in this year, Sentai Filmworks got no awards and it's like, well, technically Sentai Filmworks in that particular year had four shows um and technically you can argue that most of the judges are not going to most of the judges aren't watching on high dive unfortunately it's it's always going to come down to what the judges themselves nominate and yes there's no way for us to know that once it gets submitted to them that they go yeah that one definitely not going in there we'll just act like nobody nominated or not enough people nominated we don't we don't know what the other judges would nominate and that's that's about as far as i would go on that whole thing um, so, yes, they technically could, behind the scenes, see, hmm, Made in Abyss second season, that wasn't Sentai Filmworks, so we're not going to put that as a nomination. But they've they've put plenty of Netflix, tons of Netflix, I mean, like Beastars and stuff, has been um, praised a lot on the Anime Awards. 
And I don't know that any Sentai Filmworks, but again, Sentai Filmworks is only here this year suddenly started licensing a bunch of stuff. If we come to the Anime Awards and there's no Sentai Filmworks stuff on there, I would definitely agree. And, and yes, it goes even further than that. If it's something that is inappropriate, what if Harem Another World is nominated by all the judges? Would they allow it in there? I, we don't know. And that's and that's my frustration. But is- again... The, why is that the argument against this as being a good thing? Because who else is doing it? Nobody else is doing it. So why not? And th- and th- that's my frustration is it, when it comes down to it, it it comes down to the the these awards are in a way um, telling telling these um, these producers, hey, this is what the the community is enjoying, and so it, effectively, and it's always been like that. It's not going right. to change for them being in Japan. No, 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 no. I, they're, they're, they're actually going to be more visually aware of, Hey, this is what the community is, is liking. Um, the, the, the way around this, honestly, is, is purchase. Uh, if you purchase things from them, they, they get more money. They see, okay, this is what we like. And so therefore we will produce more. Um, this, this award thing, what it's doing is it's putting a big O spotlight on, Hey, this is what the community likes, but Behind the scenes, these people are saying, okay, they, they have the ability to say, um, this is actually what they like. This is not – they don't like this so much. They really like this. And in a way, they can imply that the community is liking one thing when in actuality the community is liking something else. So like I said, the way around this is where you put your money, period. Um, so, yeah. And I would argue that that's not going to be I, – I, I, I can see them being happy if they see their stuff as award or whatever. I mean me personally, I was upset when I seen that Mushoku Tensai Jabba's Reincarnation got such – got snubbed. Like it should have been in the running for anime of the year. It was on everybody else's – everybody – all the other awards like the uh, – I think um, R slash anime did one, um, anime trending in They all acknowledged Mushoku Tensai Jabba's Reincarnation. Unfortunately, uh, it, it was in fantasy, but unfortunately, the anime words. No, we want Sunny Boy. Uh, no, no, no harsh against Sunny Boy, but Sunny Boy was nowhere near as popular as Mushoku Tensei Jabba's Reincarnation. There's no way you can convince me otherwise. Um, and that was proof in the idea that it got so much, you know, ex- acknowledgement elsewhere. But at the same time, I will say that. As much as I think it's great when they do see, hey, they're acknowledging me over there with the anime awards, they don't care. In the end, the producers are going to produce what's making them money. If they if they produce Mushoku Tensei Jabba's Reincarnation and they get plenty of money kicked back for it and the light novel sells better, that's all they care about. They don't care what's on the Crunchyroll Anime Awards in the end. The big producers and stuff, they don't care about the awards. They care about what is selling. And yes, that to your credit, it is if you buy their products that's what they see they don't see again they will like it but they don't see that crunchy roll is not going to say um harem in labyrinth another world you won best anime of the year here's five million dollars they go here you won thank you you acknowledge me and i think that's a great thing obviously um yeah you can make an argument that they they feel like they're not appreciated, and that's kind of, again, how I felt with Mushoku Tensei. That's why I went ahead and went out of our, my way to post that, yes, they, they they won technically Otaku Spirit's best anime of the year. And I made a little graphic for it and everything, and I sent out to the author and everything. But in the end, I don't think it's that big of a deal. There is another thing to be said that this Crunchyroll is not the first to be in Japan. 
Netflix started doing it. And Netflix technically owns Anime Trending, I believe. Um, and Anime Trending technically wiped the floor with them last year. While Crunchyroll was not... The, all they did it was posted on their website who won. Like, they didn't even do a ceremony, nothing. I'm, I'm probably assuming because they were preparing for this. It probably was had to do with the buyout still being a thing. Um, but they were probably preparing for this. Like, this was going to be their big hit. And I think this is probably a big, huge response to the fact that Anime Trending and, again, like, you know, other groups are trying to do their own Anime Awards. And I think they're trying to one-up them. Now, granted, I don't, I didn't really see too much out of Netflix's whole thing, um, mainly because, like, a lot of the Anime Trending stuff kind of leans towards Netflix, which if you have a problem with the fact that Crunchyroll is doing nothing but Crunchyroll stuff and they're 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 not doing enough with Netflix properties and stuff – Netflix is going to worry about Netflix stuff. So each one of them are going to do their own thing. So, but I think this is probably a direct response to that. As they, I don't, I don't think they want somebody else to step in and take over their title of being the Grammys for anime, uh, which I know a lot of people don't want that. <laughs> That's a thing. But I don't know. It, it's it's got its positive and its negatives. Obviously, um, well, I think the big question that I have now is: Is it going to be? Is it going to be judged? Again, I, I have a real – there's a side of me that almost wonders if they might do – maybe they might build a system that will allow people to choose what's going to be nominated. But again, the problem there is going to be there's a there's a good thing about judges. As much as there's an issue with judges, a good thing about judges is that they – yes, there's judge darlings, which – sunny boy – um, there's judge darlings, but at the same time, there is an aspect of being able to keep it away from the popularity thing. And if you do allow the viewers to do it, what's obviously going to be at the top of the list, the one that 1.5 million people watch, not the one that, well, according to Mal, um, the one that has 1.5 million people on Mal that registered a show versus the one that got 10,000, the, the, the lower rank, the lower viewed ones aren't going to get any tension whatsoever it's going to be the big shonens and nobody wants a, a list of nothing but shonens but i will say the best way to remedy that more genres please crunch your roll if you're listening to this put as many different genres as possible make an asekai one make a fantasy make a romance make all of them as many like what we do with every year as many as possible that way more get recognized anyways i i, I don't i don't know that there is a perfect way to fix a lot of these problems and and my my issue is not so much whether or not crunchyroll is doing this or netflix is doing this and my my i don't think there is any way to truly be um there i'm i'm more opposed to the idea of the power being kind of centralized in one spot and that's why i'm i'm not necessarily opposed to it just um cautious about it in a lot of ways um, I hope for the best. Um, I hope that this is not going to communicate something that it's not that shouldn't be communicated. But I don't see any way around it until things shift. Honestly, Crunchyroll bad is what Chris is saying. Crunchyroll bad. Our last bit of news is Assassin's Pride manga has uh, come to an end. Um, it, in its chapter published in the September issue of Shueisha's Ultra Jump magazine. So if you're a fan of Assassin's Pride. We got like one season of it, and it didn't feel conclusive at all. <laughs> so maybe we might might get another anime of it. But yeah, this will be concluding in its tenth compilation volume. So there you go. Only ten volumes. That's that's not too long. But uh, would that be like three seasons worth, depending on how fast they run through each volume? But 
we'll dog it. Well, I doubt we're getting another season of that. I mean, we get we get adaptation or sequels of things that I don't normally think we do. So there you go. And that's it. That's all the news that seems important to us that should be important to you because it's important to us. Um, let's dive into our community. Again, as usual, you can get contact us through our Twitter at Otaku Spirited. We have um, a Discord, which you can find on um, otakuspirit.com. If you go to our, show, our, our links there, we have a Discord link there. We can join our community of great people, and you can submit them in the Submit Questions channel. Uh, we also have a contact us button on talkspirit.com. I've talked about it before, but I'm probably going to get rid of that because I get nothing. I get just way too much spam through it. And I can't, no matter how many ways I try to get around it, it just seems like I get more and more spam. Um, so, and people like Blue Spark get mad at me because I missed their message, which I'm assuming it got lost in the, the fray of spam. But yeah, plenty of ways to get a hold of us. So you can submit your questions. We definitely appreciate everybody that does. Uh, Blue Spark, again, chimed in for the third time. <laughs> Uh, this question may not have aged well. Um, I first submitted it a few months ago with the influx of listeners asking you guys to judge their taste. Also, um, since I'm reconstructing it from memory again, I might forget category or two. Can't really be helped. On the flip side, I might add, have added a few ones if I can come up with them any. I don't have any... Uh, Blue Spark says, I don't have a set top ten list my favorite animes or anything like that. However, I do have a few awards for shows. Characters, songs, etc., uh, which are number one for me in their respective categories. So, without further ado, judge the following to your heart's content: favorite romance, love, Chinubio, and other delusions. It's not really a romance; it's a comedy, dude. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I, I give that a big, huge thumbs up. I mean, I, I for romance specifically, I'd probably give it like a six or seven. Honestly, I mean to be to be kind of pretty critical on the idea of romance. I mean, it does definitely deliver um, going into the um, second season, but at the same time, it it is more cutesy puppy love type of stuff. I don't really necessarily see it as romance, but at least at least it goes in directions. So I, I give that a thumbs up, though. I I absolutely give props to this one. Um, I I think that what what. Love Chinigo and other delusions kind of pulls off that a lot of other sh- uh, romance ish type shows don't really do is it helps the it, it it points the two characters in a direction of commonality, um, which is something that is not really done in a lot of ways uh, in most romance shows. In, in a lot of cases, it's two characters that are thrown together and then they kind of the the it. it, it plays out in a drama um i don't understand you you don't understand me you, i don't understand you you don't understand me type thing and and then it goes into the will they won't they uh to get to the ultimate goal of a quote-unquote romance this one uh, kind of flips that on its head in that yes their their drama is one character does not want to accept that part of himself and the other character is just all in on on that part of themselves, and then eventually the that commonality comes together. Now, whether or not it's a it's a grown up uh, relationship or not is is kind of irrelevant in the fact that what this does well is the commonality of these two actually have this side of themselves, which is the Chunibyo syndrome. And so I really do like that. And plus it plays out for some really cutesy, goofy, you know, like Andrew was saying, the puppy dog, puppy love, uh, 
part of their their relationship. So I, I give you all kinds of props for that one. Favorite drama, F, A Tell of Memories. I, mm, I've doubled it a little bit in it, but I haven't really watched the whole thing, so I can't judge on that one. So This is a huge, frustrating um, uh on my my list of shame i've wanted to do this one because one of my favorite voice actresses is in this one and i've desperately wanted to watch this but yeah favorite romantic com romantic comedy kaguya sama love is war it's pretty much a perfect show like <laughs> i mean yes the will they won't they aspect is getting a little tired at this point uh what three seasons in but at the same time it's just it overall that the show is just a perfect show it's perfectly adapted perfectly portrayed voicing's perfect the animation's perfect it's just it's just gold so yeah i can agree with you on that one love it favorite thriller steins gates chris can definitely agree on that one perfect show i <laughs> i've talked this one to death i the first half bored me the second half's great um it's amazing show it's a legend so i have no i have no beefs on that one besides the first half is was boring yeah, it's a fantastic show. Uh, favorite sports show, Q Can't agree with you there. I, I I didn't enjoy it enough that I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, Blue Spark. I, I I well, I don't know that you would you you would go for it, but uh, give give Hajime no Ippo a shot, and then if you still feel that 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 is, uh, mm, we're gonna start doing that now. Yeah. If you think that's good, <laughs> let me show you what's actually. I, I no, I, I in all honesty, I I'm not sure that blue spark would really go with um Hajime no Ippo, but i would be very curious as to if you would feel the same way about it after uh Hajime no Ippo. Mm, that was a challenge that's a challenge uh let's see here <laughs> favorite wtf japan anime kaijo 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 <laughs> that's um i don't know if it's would be the top i mean favorite's a weird way of putting it um it, it's almost like the my most WTF Japan anime. I, I think that's a better way of wording it. But yeah, that one was that one was definitely up there. But there's there's plenty other that I would probably go higher in that one. But that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, the the Gates of Bubilon was definitely uh, Bootylon was definitely a big one right there. Yeah, that that's that's a curious way of putting it. Is does that mean that uh, you're you're saying uh, WTF Japan and then, but it's still your favorite? So it's like your favorite guilty pleasure type. That's what I'm thinking. Because um, like things like I don't know, random in my head. Recently, my sister's unusual. It would be like a bigger one. Yeah, that, now that one, that would be, that one would probably be one of those for or pupa or there's plenty of yeah others. pupa would be like what in the world uh, Japan? But I I don't know that I would necessarily say it's my favorite guilty pleasure as far as that. It, it's just what what are you trying to do? Weird, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, Kiss excess. There you go. That would that would be mine. That category of I still enjoyed it, but it it, it is like a this is a thing japan are we really doing this but there you go fate well not i got a favorite guilty pleasure right here so i guess not <laughs> favorite guilty pleasure meaning i think it's overall subpar show and i can't put my finger on why i love it so much capellion um i read mostly the manga that one and um i guess i kind of agree with you in the idea that it's kind of hard to put your finger on it i think i just really like the the setting and everything i think that was a big draw for me i never got a, i never went back to check out the the anime itself um like i said i went pretty far into the manga so 
but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, I like I say, I, I I get where you're going for that one, so I agree with you. But at the same time, I don't know that I would have I necessarily have one. I guess technically cross change is the same one that we keep bringing up is the I don't know why. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why we like it. I don't know if I do like it kind of thing. But there you go. You want, you watched the anime of Capellian, right? I think I started it. I don't know how far I got into it, honestly. Favorite unpopular opinion anime, School Days. <laughs> you have to explain why. <laughs> <laughs> that you liked it or i guess that's that you liked it i think a lot of people love uh school days it's just it's one of those that are um because of what happens in it it was a boring yeah, it's, show it's, otherwise it's it's one of those that everybody loves to kick it a, a, after it's already been dead like 10 years and people still love to turn back and kick it type thing it's just that whenever we hate a show we want it to have a school days in that's all <laughs> like like rent a girlfriend uh, least favorite unpopular opinion anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Least favorite unpopular opinion. So I'm guessing it, it's unpopular opinion that you don't like it, I guess. I guess that's how you're putting it. I I, I guess. That's fine. You're, you're just wrong, but sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, we, we're in the area, we're in the department now where Evangelion is just the one that's, it's, it's being sort of online where it was never good. Kind of thing is happening with it for a lot of people. I can't wait until Furikuri get, gets gets that treatment. When when can I get on board with that? <laughs> and I can be a part of the the team that says, "Hey, Furikuri was I, never I was good. on board before anybody else." <laughs> I'm the I have, that I have, knew that. I have ten years worth of uh, uh, anime casts to prove that I've never liked Furikuri. Best world building from the new world for sure, hands down. I, I that was. That was one of the few cases where when the, the information dump happened, I was like, yes, like just inject it right straight into the vein. And tell me more. Tell me more. That's just a fascinating – it had a fascinating world building with that series, and that was one of the biggest reasons why I loved it so much. Okay. To to give credit, do you think um, Made in the Abyss is starting to kick that off of the, the throne? No, because Made in Abyss is more adventure. It's not really necessarily world building because you're, you're – you're building a, an abyss. You're not building the world, I guess, is the best, the best way to put it. I mean, you can still technically say that the abyss is the world building, but no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Like I, I said, know. it's more adventure. It's more more adventure than anything. It's the unknown. and keep. I, I guess the main thing is because every layer is its own world that it doesn't necessarily fit in the same category for me, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, biggest wish for second season gamers... Mm, no, I, I there's a there's plenty more for me that I want way more than gamers, so I can't agree with you on that one. But um, I hope you get what you want. I always hope that people get more seasons of things they love. Just like I was mentioning earlier with Sunane, I I'm not mad. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there for all of you who are absolutely on board with the the no game no life. Oh my gosh! I actually, no no I actually, 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 actually. Now that I have gotten caught up on No Game No Life, second season, yes, probably not a third season. Just throwing it out there, and, and I and I might make a couple people because there is there is an aspect to the wherever the second season leads, the third season would probably be a no go. There you go, there you go. Um, but no, I, there's like I said, there's there's plenty that I would say that I wanted a second season way more than gamers, but I, I did enjoy gamers. I think it was a lot of fun. I was, 
it's literally will they won't they the anime or miscommunication the anime that's literally what it is like from the get-go from the very beginning it is miscommunications causes shenanigans but it was a lot of fun in how they did that so it worked for me biggest wish for a third season spice and wolf well congratulations you have a new spice and wolf coming so it's not i don't think it's going to be a third season um a lot of people are quoting it the announcement as being a third season um i'm of the boat that I think they're going to start over from the beginning, but that's just my prediction based on them saying a new adaptation. Um, so, but, but a new anime adaptation could be third season. So, but to be fair, you're you're reading into words. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just made the joke of people reading into words earlier, and you you just technically a new adaptation. You're reading into words. So. Reading the words. Reading the words. Um, so your female uh, favorite male protagonist, uh, Kema Katsuragi from the world God only knows. I like him. Eh. Eh. He's, I don't know that he's my favorite, but yeah, I, 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 I like him. He's a me. Favorite female protagonist, Kyoko uh, Mogami from Skip Beat. Absolutely, eh. totally on board with that one. I love her. Me. Don't know that she's my favorite, but yeah, I love her. She's absolutely... A great character. We need more sp- Skip Beat, by far. There you go. And this, there you go. Second season right there. Why don't you say Skip Beat? I don't know. Jeez. Waifu uh, Mag- Magi- Magilo from Tales of Bisturia. Uh, Bisturia. I haven't played that one yet, so I don't know. I can't I can't say yes or no. Which it technically did that. No, that didn't get an anime yet. I don't think yeah, so. Well. It was a prequel story. It was like the beginning part. I don't think they did a full adaptation. They did like an OVA, yeah, because they they, do, they were doing tales of um, Zesteria, Zesteria, and at some point they did like an OVA where they showed like the first segment of Basuria, and then they came back and they finished the rest of Zesteria. So I think that's what they did because it's technically oh, a sequel sh- story. So. Couldn't remember if they got back to the other one or not. That's true. Uh, favorite OP song because I would probably watch it. They did a full adaptation because I watched all of Zesteria and I didn't play the game. So favorite OP song um, or opening. Perfect area complete by Bach, uh, from Paka and Tess. Summon the beast. I don't remember that one. We probably talked about it though. But that's a that's a Chris show. I never I never I started it, but I never finished it. So uh, favorite ED uh, the ED for Bakemonogatari. Which one? <laughs> and they have like three for Bakemonogatari. Uh, maybe it was just one. But I I love all the the Monogatari series and uh, music. So that one's an easy. Yes, for me. I think that was even one that was done by uh, Claris, if I remember correctly, because I think Claris did a lot of the EDs. A lot of the OPs were character songs. So, yeah, it seems like a lot of them are just different characters. Each each character who was the main focus of that show got their own personalized ED. Yeah, no, the OPs were done by the characters. The ED was separate. I have like a whole music like package of all their character songs, so it's familiar for me. Uh, biggest WTF Japan theme song, the Neko Mimimoto Moon Phase. What's wrong yeah. with that one? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. What the heck? Come on. I guess technically having the whole nya 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 nya. I know. No, I like. I personally, I liked the more um, softer tone one. That's not as playful. I love the playful one. Don't get me wrong, but I like the other one that's more kind of naughty ish. <laughs> naughty ish. More ASMR ish. Yeah. Um, I don't know. WTF OPs. I mean, there's there's quite a few of them that are... I mean, EDs, like here recently with a spider 
so what was pretty wild. I know that um, my Sekai life tried to, to rip them off, but you you failed miserably on that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think the OPs are always kind of interesting introduction, but the WTF Japan part is kind of the the area that makes it more difficult. I mean, I think the dumbbells you lift was pretty wild. Um, I think if I remember correctly, ping pong club was pretty nuts. I, I, there's one I'm, I know I, I'll probably kick myself for not remembering later. But yeah, there's a lot of options out there. Japan's crazy, and the OPs are usually the, the, the pullers, so. There you go, Blue Spark. We finally answered your question. I hope you're happy, Babaka. But thanks for submitting, um, even though I'm, I'm glad that at least it took so long for us to get around to it that we got to tell you that Spice and Wolf got an announcement for another anime, so that's a good thing. Um, Arpit C says... And a question, do you guys like the format of confusing anime series where there is a watch order and guides to watch it like Monogatari, Fate, and Haruhi? I love this format where there are many arcs, seasons, OVAs, and movies of a long story. It feels like an achievement in a video game when you when I finish one arc or season. Um, I don't, in most cases... I'm okay with it. Like, the Monoktari series, for example, I was fine with the whole idea that we, I was watching into it and constantly wondering how the heck did he meet this vampire. And then eventually I get the the vampire story. I finally get uh, Kizu Monoktari. I was fine with something like that where it keeps referencing this backstory and eventually they'll have, like, an entire arc to cover it. What I don't like is things like Peach Boy Riverside where it's just all over the place and there's no rhyme or reason for it. I, I'm fine with it when it has a cohesive story that is telling me something in segmented times for a reason. I don't like whenever it's just all over the place for the sake of being all over the place to create discussion. That doesn't work for me. Um, same with things like um, we had recently a watch along with Princess Principal. And I don't think that one was as jarring because it didn't feel like I was I needed context that was presented later on. But like I said, things like Peach Boy Riverside, no, I don't. Haruhi, I think, is another example that a lot of people fell off because of that. Um, Fate, I don't mind so much because it was technically wrote after. Um, so specifically with Fate's Day Night, the visual novel came out, and then Junibuchi wrote Fate Zero, which is a prequel story after the fact. That's technically fine because it's it it's wrote with the context that you watched the original series. So, yeah. Your thought? It, it really depends on... Uh, I, I think basically what Andrew's uh, implying of the if it's done well, it doesn't matter. And I, <laughs> if it's I kinda, done well, it's good. I like it. If it's done terrible, yeah, it, I don't it, like it. When it comes down to it, I kind of agree. It really depends on how well it's done. And and my I generally I have not ever really had a problem with it. I I I I, I fall more in line of if you're making reference to it, you better pull it off. That I do think is more, um, more where I would lean. Um, I, I, there's been too many times where I watched a show where it's referencing something that's happened. It, this happened, this happened, this happened. And when they finally get into it, it's like, that doesn't justify any of the crap that you're implying. It just doesn't. And, and that makes me mad more than anything. Yeah. Tucker Trucker says, okay, I've got a good one for you guys. Not that it, I wish you any ar- harm, but say my truck coon 
just isekai'd you into a fantasy anime world. Don't worry, it's not a bloody wasteland where you could easily die. In fact, you could. I like how this this Taku trucker knows where his truck sends people. I mean, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know if you just choose based on how you hit people, which direction you face. Um, but uh, anyways, in fact, you get to be an insanely overpowered uh, per normal. The truck coon god appears before you. Is it ever a truck coon god? That'd be funny if you have any Sekai show where a guy gets hit by a truck and then suddenly a truck standing in for him and talking to him. Uh, Pierce before you and says, my bad, bro. Uh, to make up for it, I'm going to send you a new world. I will grant you an anime harem of five girls from the shows you wish and uh, body of your choice. Not all the looks, equipment, and abilities of your choices they had will be in this new world. Apparently, Taco Trucker's choosing my body is Anos Vorgold, uh, Misfit of Demon King Academy. Um, I would have chosen Eyes Gold and Gold from Overlord, but I don't want certain body parts. <laughs> I I'm I'm, kind of I'm, I'm totally get, I totally get that. <laughs> kind of missing certain things. No, I think Anos is is great. I think I think he's a good choice for sure. Um, he says uh, for his girls, Hodo from Spice and Wolf, Shaltir Budfall from Overlord, Sina from Haganai. Good. Was which one was Sina? Is is Sina the one that I'm thinking of? Yeah, I think that's the um, the blonde. Mm-hmm. The one that I like? Uh, I think all of us like her. The one with the butterfly clip? Mm-hmm. Yes, approved. Andrew approves. Santa, best girl. You're you're approved. Uh, Icarus from Heaven's Loft Property and Rias Grimoire from High School DxD. I, I think I pretty much agree with everything in your list besides Rias. I'm not a huge fan of Rias, honestly. I mean, there's nothing wrong with her, but she's not just not up there. Like, I need to have her. I probably, Icarus is all right. I'd po- probably replace Rias with uh, uh, Rory. I'd, I'd replace Rias with Roxy, Icarus with Rem, um, Senna with Yuyu Gahama. Shaltir's good. Hollow's good. And yeah, I, I think I, I can go with you with Anos Voldegold. He's like super OP and looks good. So I don't I don't have a problem with that either. I don't know. I think I'd, I, I think I'd go... Um... My my personal favorite is probably going to be something similar to um, Ginkgo. I think Ginkgo is gut. He 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 just he has that kind of uh, shady. Ginkgo from Mushishi. Yeah, I think he he has that shady kind of. I mean, I I, I could probably go um, swing the other way for him. So I I, I think he'd probably <laughs> be all right. <laughs> I hit that. I would choose that one. <laughs> As like our choice here is like, oh, is is a character voiced by uh, uh, Kendra Suda? I'd hit that. <laughs> I'd choose that one because I did it. You guys have finally got a got a got a, um, a a character that I'd turn turn that way for. Um, no, I I think he he he's he looks really great, and I I, I could totally go that direction for that. Um, so as far as my girls, I, 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 I agree. Holos is fantastic. Um, I have to have, uh, Rory for sure. I don't know that Senna is enough to put her in my list. Um, but I mean, she's, she's a good looking girl. I probably would go ahead and get, um, uh, Subasa. Is it Subasa? Subaki from, uh, Monogatari. So I can have, uh, my, uh. My cat girl in there. There you go. Yeah. Spasa, yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty much everybody. Because yeah. I, I definitely would have Shelter. Shelter is awesome. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. There you go. And she's willing to uh, urinate if you need her to. 
That was a weird addition to the recent episode. Anyways, thanks to Taco Trucker, and thanks to everybody else for submitting your questions. I think we'll we'll call it with that. But uh, as usual, if you de- if you want to get onto our podcast with your questions, definitely go to talkspear.com. There's all the links to there. Um, I mostly suggest going to the Discord, joining there, and, and submitting it there. Because, again, like I said, I don't know how long the, the contact us button's going to stay up. Because it's driving me crazy. But, um, yeah, as usual, I definitely appreciate everybody that supports us through letting other people know about us. Uh, definitely appreciate all those that support us through Patreon. Um, go to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash spirit and checking out our videos there. Any way that you can support us is greatly appreciated. Uh, but, uh, yeah, with that said, we thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed, and you all take care. Oos!